everybody, Connor here. Uh, with 372 pages, we'll never get back. Uh, the book where me and Mike uh, read books, along with you, the listeners, that we we don't expect that we're going to like. Mike, has that track record been proven so far for the first 15 books we've tackled here? Let me run through all 15. <laughs> but yes, it has uh, remained... Uh, remain pretty consistent. We have not stumbled upon a hidden gem. We have not found a diamond in the rough. They right. are, uh, we've, they've tracked pretty well with our mission statement. <laughs> we've enjoyed some more than others, but like not because uh, we were we were blown away uh, by the by the action or, or moved to tears by the by the searing like interpersonal drama. They've just been <laughs> they've just been so out there uh, that they've they've amused. Uh, us as to why someone thought this was worth putting pen to paper. I guess I've been, uh, to be fair, I've probably been terrorized by the fact that someone was planning a space launch around Halloween. Right. Yes. Uh, but that's just... <laughs> yeah, that one hit home. Just a pers- yeah, that's, that's a personal quirk of mine. But yeah, no, writing styles have not blown us away. Prose has not been like, wow, suddenly in the middle of this a list of 80s TV theme songs uh, <laughs> is this beautiful, beautiful poem to life itself. No, that has not happened. You started you started weeping at, the, at one how moving one was before you realized it was just thank you for being a friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. You were like, this is, this is what I want. A somber minor key version of it played as I carry my coffin down the aisle at my funeral. But... <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but... No, so we're, we're looking for a new... A new version of, of what we've done before. Yeah, we, we wrapped up uh, Ready Player Two a couple weeks ago. We took a, a well-needed break, um, but now people are, are, are have the torches and pitchforks out. They're demanding a new title, and so, yeah, we're, we're ready to give it to them. Book 16. The book is... Uh, it can drive. The book, the podcast can drive in many states. Old enough to go out on its own, if you know <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> Old enough to have a, a shrunken head nuzzle against it oh dear <laughs> to, to tease an upcoming title oh <laughs> uh, yes um oh. an upcoming rift tracks title not the book title but no so yeah we've we've covered a lot of um best-selling books on the podcast ready player two is still just there they can't keep up it's probably in its uh you know 75th printing by this point in time um what, what else have we covered in the, in the best-selling title the mister i'm sure the, the movie is huge has to yeah. be in the works um, uh, the Stephanie Myers book was huge. Oh my God! Yes, Midnight huge, Sun, literally huge. I I, I couldn't move it. Yes. I, it would it would have put the pod over the moving limit. Uh, but um, I mean, uh, Shadow Moon. I don't think it hit the bestseller, but I it mean it was a big book. It was you know yeah yeah a it, big title. It had the, the the names behind it, and 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 that series is forthcoming too. I think the Willow uh, extended cinematic universe is going to be its own series sooner than we'd hope. Um, wow. But we've also done these books that are that are not uh, going to be series anytime soon. These sort of uh, undiscovered gems, I think. And, and we, we have gotten into a pattern of sort of alternating um, with these big uh, Hollywood releases. Yeah, and I think uh, we've tried to vary the length of the book just to sort of... <laughs> Some of them, uh, I'm looking at you, Shadow Moon, have taxed the patience yes. of your hosts and and perhaps listeners. No, you've been you've been very patient with us. Um, but yeah, doing uh, doing a little break with the uh, the longer books. So yeah, there's been a nice pattern, a little oscillation that we've done on purpose. And I think we're going to follow that that pattern here. Yeah, we've had a, a long sort of just like. Uh, 
Klein's book was, I wouldn't say cold, but almost like calculated, lab-crafted to sort of tap into this uh, nostalgia that uh, middle-aged guys have for the 80s. But we're going to slip into something a a little warmer, I think, something a little cozier, I would say. Uh, think uh, think pajamas and slippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think uh, think white wine. Think eating yogurt from an upside down spoon <laughs> with a giant sweater on that might be falling off one of the shoulders. Um, <laughs> right. Yes, a, a big uh, steaming mug of tea that you're holding with both hands, like sort of unnaturally under your chin as you look out the window. Think of, yes, of uh, two women reminiscing about the name of that waiter in that cafe in Paris. <laughs> John Luke. <laughs> but yeah, so we were we were trying to find an, another book, and we discovered a genre of uh, cozy mysteries is, is what they're called. And they are, unbeknownst to us, just a titanic force in the world of publishing, or, or more likely self-publishing. Absolutely. An unknown, it, it would be as though you walk, I, I w- accidentally walked into a meeting once of the Red Hat Society. Do you know uh, this? Of uh, this? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, women of a certain age. Yes. And they, they wear red hats. Okay. These giant, <laughs> these giant red hats and they sort of celebrate, you know, being old and quirky or whatever. Mm-hmm. But th- I walked into it, literally looking for another room. I came in the back door of this thing and like tipped over a tray of dishes and just stared. <laughs> like, what in the hell is this? What is going on? I've never heard of it. I've never seen this before. Literally hundreds of women wearing giant red hats. That's what this is like. Like, wait, what? This is a thing. <laughs> this is huge. It's been going on forever. And it is extremely lucrative. And Connor and I just kind of rounded the corner and saw it and went, oh, my God. Well, we, we have to. Yeah, it, it was have like to visit this world. It was like going across uh, into an Amazon search. It was like the birds, but with books with like bakery puns in the names. Yes. <laughs> and so what they are, Cozy Mysteries, I mean, this is how they're described on Wikipedia. They're a, a subgenre of crime fiction in which sex and violence occur offstage. That's, that's, that's the first tenet of these. Uh, the, tech, the detective is an amateur sleuth, and the crime and detection take place in a small, socially intimate community. Um, and so as we've discussed these, we've, we've learned that they're sort of like your beloved Hallmark movies, um, yes. in, in, in fiction mystery format. Yeah, it, straight down to the badly, it, it almost seems like extra points, the worse the title is. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's being done, um, you know, sarcastically or anything, but there do seem to be awarded extra points if it just sort of is a clunky pun. The most tortured clunky puns um, that you could imagine. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those in a second. I have a little contest for you. But right. yeah, it's like the way the way that um, Hallmark movies wedge Christmas into it, where they've just like they've got the movie title in a headlock and they're just trying to shove the word Christmas into it somewhere. Pride, prejudice, and Christmas, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, or just you know, uh, day old bagels on sale Christmas type of thing. <laughs> like, what was the? There was one that we puzzled over for a couple days because I saw the title and it was, uh, you know, it was something like. Uh, I, I can't even think of the example, but it 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 took like crime and punishment, but it was like crime and uh, and punishment and Christmas or something. But 
It, it made no sense. <laughs> so it puzzled us. And I, I looked it up. I'm like, what is the deal with this title? And on Twitter, the person who wrote it said they changed my title <laughs> because they wedged Christmas. But then it made no sense. <laughs> I wish I could remember what it was, but it just like absolutely made it so clunky like it had fell off the diving board and hit the edge of the pool but it's like well we have to have christmas in right yes. so. wow that that off that author or screenwriter must have been uh i mean going against the machine of hallmark that's liable to get you you know uh blacklisted or i guess as they would call it christmas listed <laughs> right the, the 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 other person in the, the author's home is going it's hallmark on the phone like what yeah oh my god what did you say <laughs> <laughs> They're outside the door right now. Yes. But so, yeah, they, they are they appear to be, based on Amazon's listings, uh, there's three main categories of cozy mysteries. There are culinary ones, uh, where the uh, detective also is a uh, owner of a small bake shop or uh, an amateur baker. Uh, there are craft and hobby ones, where they're involved in sort of like uh, quilting or... Um, you know, making uh, miniatures or something like that, sewing, or there are animal ones uh, where I guess either the detective is an, an animal or the detective has a animal sidekick. And those are the ones that caught my eye because there's several series. Uh, there, there's a very about corgis. Yes. And so there's, there's a popular series uh, written by Mildred Abbott of Corgi Mysteries. And then there is a couple also rants <laughs> that I think saw the runaway success of the Mildred Abbott books and thought, me too. Um, and when we say runaway success, these books have hundreds, if not thousands of reviews. Thousands. And <laughs> there are literally thousands of titles. Like you will never reach the end of uh, the the series themselves. I mean, the, the series in the books... There's at least 13 for every single author. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. They and, and here's the stunning part of it to me, the, the, or a funny part, is all of the authors, or most of them, are nom de plumes, right? Mildred oh, yeah. Abbott. Yeah. But then it's like Mildred Abbott, a a, a Pearl Williamson mystery series. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> so it's like there are two <laughs> stupid nom de plumes. Yeah, you've got to choose of it. which one your uh, your detective is, and then which one is going to be the author name. So you wonder if they're ever like you know talking out in public, uh, if Mildred Abbott is like you know makes the mistake of of saying you know oh yes my 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 detective um, uh, Miranda Carey. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry, that's my that's my author name. Scratch that's everything. She throws a smoke bomb down and, and leaves the uh, Red Hat convention. It looks as though it, it reminds me of. Um, drug names where i guess this is the case that they have hundreds and thousands of drug names are uh, what is it copyrighted what is it when you oh. cover they they mm. they register the names long before the drug is ever thought of <laughs> and then they shift it into place so there's you know a secret war going on with all the drug companies over things like man that guy who came up with viagra that dude is <laughs> he's sitting pretty uh but yeah and then you know and then it's the drug name and then the name of the drug, which is also made up, you know, right. so like Thimodagine, which is actually Belakamus, you know, <laughs> okay. But that's what these are, just mix and match, like names that sound cozy, and uh, and you're good to go for at least a series of 13. 
Yeah, they've sort of taken their either like grandmotherly names or like names of Sex in the City characters, mm-hmm. and they they sort of mash those up. I've got I've got some authors here of cozy mysteries: Mildred Abbott, as we've said, Eve Calder, Maddie Day, <laughs> Adele Abbott. So you've got a duplicate Abbott, um, Agatha Frost, very bold, snatching up Agatha. <laughs> yeah, uh, Fiona Grace and Rosie A. Point. Those are all just some from the Amazon bestsellers list. Oh, well, let me throw this one in. I just pulled it up at random. Uh, the fake name is Patty Larson is the fake author. <laughs> so that's sort of, sort of uh, chummy, like the girl next door who comes over and brings you a margarita at 11 a.m., right? <laughs> right. Patty, Patty, come on. And then the uh, it's the Fiona Fleming Cozy Mysteries. Wow, nice. <laughs> so, it's, so, yeah, they're just spinning the wheel. <laughs> yep. It, it is. It's like it's like you said when you said drug names. I was like, it also is very like reminiscent of like weed strains, where there's like you know there's like twelve to yeah. fifteen names, and then there's they 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 crossbreed them. So it's like you know Alaskan Thunder Haze, Lemon Glue, Gorilla Glue, Gorilla Lemon Haze, like so. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that also bears out in the name of some of these books. And these are just so this is where it gets delightful. As we've said before, these are um, you know just some of the worst puns imaginable. Um, and so <laughs> I went through, I found a bunch, um, and I wanted to grill, you know, uh, you on a lightning round, maybe, of, of whether these are real or ones I made up. Okay. Uh, we should add puns, but also alliteration is highly valued. <laughs> yes. Highly. <laughs> right. And so, right, so a lot of these have, you know, the, uh, there's people who have put, you know, more time and effort into their series. So there's there's some covers that look like real book covers. There's also ones that are clearly uh, MS Paint and then, you know, uh, Getty stock photo image of a cupcake with the watermark still on it <laughs> Right. <laughs> level. Um, but those, again, seem to have no bearing on the universal uh, four and a half star acclaim for these books that have been uh, doled out by their hundreds and hundreds of readers. That is a uh, also a shocking realization of the community is apparently no negativity is allowed. Yeah. So if you read, if number 12 in the Fiona Fleming mysteries is not good, <laughs> keep that to yourself, buddy. Yeah. Give it a five star rating. Yeah. yeah, unless you want, you know, Mildred Abbott to show up at your door with a, uh, right. with a you know, piece of rebar to beat you with. It's, uh, I think that's probably what happens. Like, either that or, you know, have you ever left a review for some weird Amazon product with a name like that's, you know, a made-up trademark like, you know, uh, uh, Victigo? And that's like your car phone holder, like type of thing. You right. leave a bad review, and they contact you, being like, "We beg of you to remove that. We'll send you like a fifty dollars gift card." Yes, please, please contact me before leaving a four star review. <laughs> yeah, little present from Mildred Abbott. Oh God, my kneecap. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, let's uh, here. Let me share you some of the some of the reviews because we've cert- we we searched for these before we do the author name challenge, and we will get to the book title eventually. I, it is fun to keep people in <laughs> suspense very, since this is a mystery. Yes. Uh, so uh, here are some of the reviews. Uh, like you said, this is from the uh, Port Danby Cosby mystery series. Um, <laughs> uh, this is someone reviewing uh, a book that's later in the series. I thought things might be getting a little stale by the time a 15th book comes around, but I was pleasantly mistaken. <laughs> so for these authors, like every month is NaNoWriMo <laughs> yes. uh, to the rate that they're, they're, they're coming out with them to please their ravenous crowd, their fan base. And if you Google worst cozy mystery, like I did, because um, I wanted to find one that's universally you know, de- claimed as bad, it's impossible. 
They do not exist. There is not a bad cozy mystery. Yeah, if there's there's like nine results for worst cozy mystery, it, you can't even go to the next page of Google results, and all of them are ones that are just saying. Now, this wasn't the worst cozy mystery I've ever read, but uh, you know, I felt like the author, uh, you know, redeemed themselves in book twenty nine of the series. I mean, it does make you wonder: Are they actually being read, or is there just some sort of weird log rolling thing going on? Right. Yeah. Just a uh, you know how in the uh, in like the early nineties, you would go to a page if you were looking for like. Uh, sound clips from Mr. Belvedere or something, and it would be like part of the Mr. Belvedere web ring. And you'd go to like, <laughs> right. click the next page, and it would take you to a random <laughs> other Mr. Belvedere fan GeoCities page. It could yeah, be like I that. I mean, it just can't be this much writing and reading going on. <laughs> Once you look at the sheer, tr- truly, just take five minutes and go down the Amazon cozy mystery <laughs> rabbit hole, and you will be astonished. The sheer volume is, it's overwhelming. So here's though here's what here's what people like are driven to leave bad reviews for. This is a review of one of the corgi mysteries, the, one of the also rants. I purchased this book because we have two corgis. We love the breed, and my son loves to read a book about corgis. We thought would be great. I wasn't pleased to see that on the first page there are three curse words. And so, like, I, that's the most intriguing thing to me in the world. What three curse words? could possibly find their way onto the first page of a corgi cozy mystery. Like, like is he like doing some like home repair and hits his, his, his thumb with a nail and just unleashes a torrent of <laughs> F bombs and, you know, C words. <laughs> Cause that would be, that would be one of the most funny things I would ever imagine. But like, did he just say damn or something? <laughs> I, I don't know, but that is hilarious. Is there a, uh, a troll and a trickster in the corgi <laughs> mystery world? <laughs> That would be a very fun test. Just yeah, pick a pick a author name, get some you know very fancy um, artwork of a slice of pie, but then uh, someone like whispering about the the murder secret, and then just fill it up with slurs. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of the uh, you've seen the movie Old School. It's a one trick pony, but the the wedding band they sing like you know, pleasing songs that makes grandmas come out on the dance floor and then they just had obscenities put in. Yeah, total eclipse of the heart. I went to see them in concert in San Diego. Did you? And uh, I I, I got my money back because they were obviously the headliner, but they opened. So like you get there and they're, they're playing total eclipse of the heart and doing that exact bit. And then they're like, thank you. And I was like, it's, it's 745. What the hell is happening? What? So yeah. Wow. That's a good scam. But yeah, that would be a, a very good bit. Yeah. Here's uh, another did you, were you able to look inside the book and see, or is it, no. it going to remain <sighs> remain a cozy mystery for us all? We got to do it. I'll uh, I'll look and see if we can find that. Um, but uh, here's one more uh, bad review. As I as I do that, uh, this was a uh, two star review uh, titled "Inaccuracies." <laughs> this is about I think I think one. This is in the uh, in the hobby subgenre. So I think this is about yeah. gardening. Sure. I would have preferred a private message to the author. So they're already, they're deep with regret with having to to negatively review this book. But as a detail person, I was aggravated by her inclusion of nesting robins during maple tapping season, a time where the temperature is above freezing during the day and below freezing at night. And there is usually snow on the ground, as she mentioned in the next chapter, which would make earthworms very hard to find unless you can shovel down through frozen ground. Later, she says it's mid-March. The robins in upstate New York never returned into April. 
I would not read another. <laughs> oh my god! So that's just scorched <laughs> earth, like <laughs> this, and no further. <laughs> <laughs> Truly incredible. Uh, and there's there's one more um, there's one more ap- uh, about that that's on the same lines. I forget which book this was for. Oh, this is for one of the uh, another hobbyist, a quilting uh, cozy mystery. This book would have been fine, except for instances where quilts were referred to as blankets. No quilter would, all caps, ever refer to their works as blankets. I had to stop reading it. Be forewarned if this would be irritating for you to read. The use of forewarned in there, like it's a, uh, uh, you know, a, a salty guy with a peg leg uh, forewarning people who are about to search for pirate treasure or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, here we go. Let's, let's see. I, I have the Corgi mystery up here. Um, I'm looking at page one of it. I'm looking inside the book. What? This had to be a record. What the heck happened? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't see. I don't see anything on the first page other than the heck. Oh my god! Is that well, I mean, in the cozy, cozy verse, that could be. Yeah. That could be like. Uh, <laughs> he said. Yeah, he says C and three asterisks. <laughs> I, I don't know. He says uh, the stink of it was no one could find a reason why. Um, man. Wow. I, I love the fact in that review, by the way, that um, it starts off with, uh, you know, I like uh, I like bed and breakfasts and I like corgis. So what a perfect thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what the author is. Yes. <laughs> I was uh, looking for a book at the airport and I saw a spy on the cover and I saw that it was tense. <laughs> I like tense things with spies in them, so I bought it. <laughs> right. But it is it's as basic as that. It's like there's a cupcake. Like I like cupcakes. I like wine. Like, you know, I will then. And I guess a lot of these are on Amazon as a program where you make your books available free for Prime members based on how many pages they read. Then you get paid type of thing. Oh, um, uh, okay. Yeah. So, but but again, <laughs> that search, it sounds like a great scam. You still have to get people to read it. The the Corgi Case Files mystery uh, that has three curse words on the first page has been reviewed 361 times. Uh, <laughs> the book that I spent, you know, two years working on and, you know, was, was very proud of when it comes out. Under 30 reviews, I think. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's, you know, he's, he's probably making hundreds of dollars per month on these things. Um, so, yeah. but let's do, let's do the uh, title quiz so we can get to our book that we picked. Um, okay. All right. So uh, w- once again, uh, all of these are either, re- it's a real or fanfic essentially. Um, and... Uh, you're going to just a lightning round, I think. Well, well you, you can you can suss out the first few, then we'll go quick, okay? Yeah. yeah okay. And let's see. These are all either real cozy mysteries available on Amazon or fake. Let's start with Savage Sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I completely believe that is real. Okay. The Ghost in the Bakery. Um, Not enough panache. I'm going to say that's fake. Okay. Murder at the... Murder at the Lobster Shack. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean... Um, I like Cape Cod, and I like... Uh... <laughs> I do like mysteries. Oh, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Murder over easy. Uh, no. Tapas, carrot cake, and a corpse. 
<laughs> no. All right. Here's where we get into the uh, the, the, the punder dome, the uh, pun round. Assault and batting. Oh, uh, real. A murder, a murder moist foul. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, there was a swear. <laughs> yeah, right. One, two stars. I like podcasts. I like bad books, but I... Uh, no, can't. Can't can't be allowed. Possibly guilty. Paw like a cat's paw. No. Murder in the first edition. Yes. <laughs> Silent bud deadly. Like a gardening pun. Uh, no, not allowed. A need to kill. K-N-E-A-D. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yes. Home sweet witch. <laughs> I should I should add for our listeners, this is there is a sub subgenre where the where the mystery solvers are witches in the cozy mystery community. <laughs> in case that informs your decision. Um uh sure, I'll go for it. And then there were crumbs. Of course. Yeah, I should have written it myself. <laughs> but wait, there's myrrh, like the uh three wise kings gift. Myrrh? <laughs> is that probably a Christmas theme to a cozy mystery? Oh. But wait, there's <laughs> Yes. Petal to the metal. Like a gardening pun. Yes. The witching flower. Oh, God. <laughs> that is, wow. That's, well, I mean, if you made that up, let's write that. Yes. Right, yes. All right. Uh, speed round. Chocolate chip cookie murder. Yes. Strawberry shortcake murder. Yes. Blueberry muffin murder. No. <laughs> Lemon meringue pie murder. Yes. Fudge cupcake murder. Yes. Sugar cookie murder. <laughs> yes. Peach cobbler murder. Yes. Cherry cheesecake murder. No. Key lime pie murder. No. Carrot cake murder. Of course. Cream puff murder. Yes. Plum pudding murder. Oh, uh, very British. Yes. Apple turnover murder. No. Cinnamon roll murder. <laughs> yes. Red velvet cupcake murder. Of course. Blackberry pie murder. No. Cookie dough ice cream murder. Yes. Double fudge brownie murder. Of course. Wedding cake murder. Yes. Christmas caramel murder. <laughs> no. Banana cream pie murder. No. Raspberry Danish murder. No. Christmas cake murder. Yes. Chocolate cream pie murder. Yes. Coconut layer cake murder. No. Christmas cupcake murder. Mm, yes. That's the end of the, of the game. <laughs> were you actually tallying my responses? No, I did it because all of those were real except no! except for uh cookie dough ice cream murder. That is <laughs> Wow. That is not part of the Hannah Swenson Mysteries by Joanne Fluke, Queen of the Culinary Mysteries, who has just said, Go to hell puns. <laughs> I'm wow. just doing dessert and then murder. <laughs> Red well, Velvet Cupcake Murder, uh, 1,086 ratings, uh, average rating four and a half stars, uh, 27 1,086? <laughs> uh, uh, wow. We'll, we'll review these in a second. Let me just give you a, a, a very quick, this is how it can go wrong, though. I, I have a, a series in front of me here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off at the beginning and just show you where it takes a wrong turn. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You don't have to guess. It's not a, you don't have to play. Uh, bed and breakfast and murder. That's good, right? Yeah. Fiona Fleming mystery. <laughs> Cozy mystery by Patty Larson. Chocolate hearts and murder. 
Okay. Okay. Valentine's fame Day. and f- fame and fortune and murder. Okay. Seems a little more upscale. Ghosts and goblins and murder. <laughs> okay. Where are we going with this? Now it goes completely off the rails. Turkey stuffing and murder. Very close. Ganache and fondant and murder. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost me. You. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll I'll stick with okay. Obviously a baking one. Number six in the series, ropes and trees and murder. <laughs> oh dear! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and now and of course four and a half stars. Uh, a Two thousand crosses and murder is next. <laughs> <laughs> it's it gets weirder. Anchors away and murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as a, a, a cruise maybe. Anchors away and murder. Oh, there are series, there is subgenres of, of cozy mysteries that take places on cruises. So, okay, but now you cannot guess where it goes next. You can uh, crib death and murder. I don't know. <laughs> Guns and ammo and murder. <laughs> okay, well that's sort of implied, probably with a lot of these. She goes to a uh, she goes to try to you know exploit the the gun show loophole or something like that as a uh, she brings know. her she brings her wiener dog to uh, <laughs> the uh, gun range. Number nine takes quite another turn, left or right depending on your orientation. Runways and high heels and murder. Okay. The next one, I, I mean, I could have you waterboarded. You would not guess this one. <laughs> Plaid and four. And murder? The number four? No, four. Uh, uh, this is a golf thing. I'm oh, Plaid. good God. Well, they have... Man, you've either... you got to pick it. If you're doing golf cozy mysteries, that's got to be the, the uh, 87 series books. It's got to be all golf. You can't just... You can't be baking one day, golfing the yeah. next. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to piss people off. Now, I'm going to do... There's only, I think, three more... And uh, I think if you guess this one, I'll just give you number 11 in the series, Whips and Spurs and Murder. Oh, okay. Okay. Murder at the Dude Ranch. Um. If you could guess number 12, I will literally empty my bank account okay. and give you everything that I own. Um, uh, fursuits, nodding, and murder. <laughs> uh, Very takes place ever. at Takes place at Anthrocon. Something borrowed, something blue, and murder. <laughs> oh, dear. And the, and the oh. final one in the series, you referenced it earlier in this podcast, Pirate Gold and oh, Murder. Wow. All right. So, anyway. Oh, this is, we might have our next uh, collective novel here. Brother. Wow. I mean, it must be fun. It's freeing to just be like, yep, now I'm doing a, pod, a pirate book. Next week, I will write my wedding murder. <laughs> Two days after that, I will delve into the world of uh, murder above, uh, aboard the International Space Station. Right. And and it's all done for you. I will note, however, that um, so Bed and Breakfast and Murder had t- over 2,000 ratings. Oh, my uh, God. Chocolate Hearts and Murder is a measly 285 star rating. Well, see, yeah, she, that's that's her her lack of focus has has driven people away. That's right. 2000 ratings. She has to have earned five figures from that book. Uh 2154 ratings. It's yeah. just like uh <laughs> it makes you question some things about your about your path. 
it was our shorthand when I was in a, a creative group once of uh, why do we try kitten on a turntable has, you know, 800 million views. Why do we even, why are we sitting here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, bed and breakfast and murder could buy and sell your ass a thousand times over. <laughs> so what's on the cover of rope and a tree and murder? I mean, uh, I have to pull, imagine it's a tire swing or something. But. Let me pull that up. These are very, I like the uh, style of these. They're very stylized. It's sort of uh, uh, cartoony and bright colors and a little retro. Ropes and trees and murders. Let me click on that one. Uh, she's with a dog. I don't know the breeds. I'm not good at that. And she's in a, she's in a rope swing. Yeah. So maybe she went like uh, uh, zip lining or something. Um, she's, well, it looks like she's just swinging on a tree, but she looks worried. She's looking down at her dog with a worried look. She's, yeah, she's got swirls of hair. She's cute as a button. She's like a little, you know, like she's obviously in her early twenties solving mysteries on rope swings or whatever. Oh yeah. Here we go. Zip lines and murder. And the the first review though says zippity doodah, which is not a song I want. Anywhere Wait, near zip the... lines and murder? Oh, a zip, a zippity doodah zip lines. Yeah, like you go and do in like uh, the rainforest or something. And that's an actual. You did not find zip lines and murder. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the third review. Thomas, top contributor from. Oh, oh it's the review of ropes and trees. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah sorry, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no. There's sorry. not I a sub was... subgenre of zip line thought... cozy mysteries <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> Uh, um, here's the, the, that one is the five star review. It says great sixth book in the series. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I hope there are 20 more. It's like how people are like, uh, you know, empire strikes back is the greatest mid part of a trilogy of all time. She's, she's saying that this is the greatest sixth book in a cozy mystery series of all time. Wow. She's yeah. going to, she's going to make her list. This author is, is living the life though. She, her bio says that she lives happily on a Prince Edward Island home to Anne of Green Gables. Uh, so she's uh, she's taken the cozy mystery thing to heart. Well, let me uh, ask you this: What would do you think would cause someone to give it a three star review, which is essentially like ripping half the pages out, throwing it on the ground, stamping it into the dust, and defecating on it? <laughs> three uh, stars. I would say um, uh, they the, the the protagonist. Uh, didn't savor her morning tea enough. <laughs> That's a very good guess, but uh, no. The, I, I assume the reason I, and, and this is just a direct quote, and I disappointed not more Petunia. <laughs> so, I'm three guessing, stars, you son of a... <laughs> I'm guessing Petunia is probably the cat, uh, the pug dog sidekick who I've seen yes. on the cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, that brings me back to one more good, good review. It was just a, sort of the duality of, uh, of cozy mystery reviews. This one had the, the top one star review, top five star review, uh, top one star review, great idea, poor execution, <laughs> top five star review, Mr. Crumbles for president, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Crumbles, who I assume is this, uh, this detective's. Uh, dog or cat sidekick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people are forgiving. Um, but let's get to what we chose to read. Oh, that's right. Is that what this is about? <laughs> yeah, right. We're not just dissecting the genre here. As fun as this has been. Uh, so, yeah, we tried to look for um, just one that, you know, 
well, sort of uh, under underutilized. It was not necessarily poorly reviewed, but we thought it had promise to, like, maybe bite a bit more off than they could chew. I would think. Yes. Because you know these a lot of these authors these a lot of these books you know literally deal with murder. Like there are there are is a dead body. <laughs> there's a grieving family. You know, there's a, a thirst for vengeance. I'm sure, like you know, a, a murder happening in a in a small cozy community would would rock it to its core. Um, yeah, there are, there are human lives just <laughs> devastated in the wake of the, the happenings, right, all, and, around all these muffins and dogs, <laughs> yes, <right>. and quilts. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just I fortunately never have had a, a personal tragedy, and I I just don't imagine I'd handle it well. I would I would want justice. I would be you know, I'd be on TV like the Ronald Goldman's dad was, just like demanding justice for OJ. I'd want the FBI in if someone was like, "Hey, the uh, <laughs> the owner of the local uh, scone bakery wants to come and investigate." I'd be like, "Get her the hell out of here!" Yeah, uh, like head in hands, you know, weeping in a chair. Like, what? Why? <laughs> yes. No, you get out of here! You go to hell! Right. I might even like you know Charles Bronson or Liam Neeson them as they walk in the door. Like, I'd be right. on trial myself. Um, and yet this, uh, this genre thrives on that, even though as, as the Wikipedia said, the murders are usually off camera, but still there's a, there's a dead body. There's a loved one, uh, removed from the earth. But so here's, here's a series we're going to read. Um, I'm just going to read to you. We're not reading the first book in the series. I fear this might, um, make us a little behind the eight ball in terms of catching up. It but, sounds but, like it from the reviews, but okay. th- that's, that's all right. I <laughs> okay. think we yeah, can deal I think we with can. this. But so, yeah, we're going to read the seventh book. I just want to uh, I want to set the stage for sort of what the uh, what the protagonists, the mysteries they've been solving before. So this is a, a quilting mystery. <laughs> uh, book one, someone breaks into this is from their own descriptions. Someone breaks into the house of another guild member, rips apart an heirloom quilted skirt and leaves the torn pieces behind. I mean, you know. Wow. Again, you don't need the FBI for that, so maybe let the Quilting Guild handle it. Book two. Her best friend, Olivia, is missing. Zoe calls her mom and amateur sleuth, Miranda, to come to Boston and help them find her. So a missing person. The stakes are a bit higher. Yeah, stakes are higher, yeah. Uh, Book three. Miranda, the town librarian and Quilting Guild member, has invited two rival quilters, each claiming to have the oldest quilt in Pennsylvania. Despite the rivalry, the show is a success. The quilts are on display... Prizes are given. <gasps> then someone sets off the sprinklers. <laughs> Whilst, and then the cash boxes are robbed as they're trying to save the quilts. Hmm. Stakes uh, go lower in that one. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, book five. Gabe Downing, her significant other, and her daughter Zoe are planning a surprise for Miranda's birthday. Now there's been a murder, and no one feels like celebrating. Wow. Uh, and then it, it, it keeps going. Laura Jenkins was a bitter, nasty woman who never did anything nice for anyone. But the town is still in shock. <laughs> wow. So, um, uh, book six, an abandoned baby girl has found at the library by Miranda's clairvoyant cat, Harry. <laughs> um, so there's been, yeah, there's been a murder so far. But that brings us to our book. Book seven in the series of the Miranda Hathaway adventure. <laughs> the quilters push back. Not even Cutler, Pennsylvania is immune from the serious drug epidemic spreading across the nation. When local kids start dying, <laughs> Cutler Quilt Guild number one jumped into action. Yes. 
Wow. <laughs> so we have a uh, a drug epidemic. There is a, if you look at the at the cover, there's a, a wedding cake. There's a cat. There's a a, a calendar showing uh, Valentine's Day on it. There's a thimble doing some knitting. And then there's a big stack of pills. <laughs> wow. So uh, the up, the opioid epidemic has come to the uh, the front porch of the uh, Cutler Quilt Guild, and local children are dying. <laughs> wow. It's like the year is 1932. It's the 100th anniversary of the Quilting Guild, and suddenly the Lindbergh baby disappears. <laughs> yes. Who yes. can jump into <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They, uh, you know, the, the, there is a, a rash of, of anti-immigrant uh, uh, sentiment that suspects them. So there's been all sorts of firebombs and uh, public beatings. And the Cutler Quilt Guild has stepped in to try to persuade people that it, uh, it needs to not be so quick to rush to judgment. He is labeled the Night Stalker. He terrorizes <laughs> California. <laughs> It is. So so all the other ones are pretty much like, you know, Encyclopedia Brown mysteries, you know, a missing cash box, uh, a quilt has been turned to shreds. But then if Encyclopedia Brown was called to uh, to solve a, uh, you know, uh, John Benet Ramsey or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, we were we were very intrigued by the, uh, you know, biting off more than she could chew. We'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll knows? see. Maybe it's maybe it's, you know, handled with grace. You know, there could be, you know, a, a deep sense of of uh, loss and, 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 uh, you know, the hu- loss of humanity's innocence as a whole uh, type of thing. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's written, it has, <laughs> the, the only other book we've done with, with two authors was, uh, was Shatlart, right? No, 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 I'm sorry. Shatlart and Shadow Moon, um, Kalukas. Mm-hmm. This book has three authors. Mm-hmm. So it's written by, uh, I believe they're all sisters, Mary Devlin Lynch, Debbie Devlin Zook, and Beth Devlin Coon, Devlin hyphen Coon. So uh, get to work on that, uh, on that, uh, what do you call them? The mashup names? Oh, uh, portmanteau. Get to work or, on that portmanteau, you jackals. Uh, yes. And again, I'm sure they're all very nice people. Uh, they're about to get, you know, thousands of dollars in their bank account from us picking this book. Uh, but we're extremely excited to read it because it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I wonder... Uh, because we just did a uh, we did a series of seventies shorts or riff tracks, and one of them was, you know, one of those anti plot ones, uh-huh. and uh, they they use the term that, you know, it really takes you out of it when they say you know blowing pot, you know, <laughs> yes. which is, I don't think anyone has ever done. But when I was a kid, there were it's and it's been much parodied, and everybody remembers this when they're trying to do an anti drug thing, and then somebody comes on and. Starts warning you against, you know, Bennies, Red Screamers, you know, <laughs> yes. Yellow Jackets, Funny Men, stuff, you know, just names that no one has ever called. Anything. Right. And you're like, I've never heard of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I look forward to seeing how they handle oh, the, the drugs. drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is the level of sort of technical expertise that will be going into the drug <laughs> epidemic? If they were just describing these like ways of like, yeah, you just like you, you, you cut it up. And then, you know, the, the male users inject it directly into their sack. That's called, you know, demon in the deacon. Like, like 
please, Miss Miss Devlin Zook. I, I the this three is, of you, please calm down. Yeah, you get it under your uh, you get it under the the fingernail of your left ring finger. That's got a surprisingly high rate of absorption. Um. Right, and then and then the whole arterial system starts to collapse around hour six. Right. Intravenous. Right, drug infusions are needed. Right, some 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 people cut it with baby laxative to uh, to thin it out, but uh, it actually provides a a more like uh, emphatic high. So like you seek that out if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Let's go, quilters. <laughs> this piece of shit ain't worth it. <laughs> oh, it would be delightful. I think there's a there's a meme uh, about uh, ice ice tea who's on one of those procedural shows who's always who's always like that. You're like, yeah. Yeah, the, the kids are doing it these days. They call it uh, they call it doing a lobster trap. It's where you, uh, you 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 steam it in a in a jar and then you you know inject it directly into your eyeball. Right. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope so. Right. Or yeah, I mean you know maybe the uh, maybe the cat had a phase uh, right out of college where he was sort of. Uh, he was he was drifting and wasn't sure of his place in the world, so he's uh, he's seen some shit. <laughs> right, he's got those dead hollow eyes. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so it's uh, it's available on uh, Amazon if you have Kindle Unlimited. It's free. Paper book was very reasonably priced at uh, nine ninety nine. The Kindle version I think was uh, two ninety nine. I might it might have been three ninety nine, um, but uh, very yeah very affordable, very readable. I feel good that these nice sisters are going to get the uh, three seventy two bump. Maybe some more eyes on their books. Um, and, and uh, the yeah. word count is is not uh, arduous. Either. Oh yeah. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, you got the ebook. I have the uh, the paperback came yesterday. Very, very look, very reasonable, very good type font. Uh, uh, oh, nice. Point. Um, but I think you know we might as well we might as well take it easy. You know we don't need to be doing Klein esque episode length. So I, I looked. It's 150 pages. We'll do through chapter 10. That's the first 50 pages. Hopefully that gets to. Uh, you know what? What, do you, what let, let's guess at the body count in the first fifty pages. How many kids are going to die? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if we had to guess, there's maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, a cousin's son or something. Okay, so heard over of, under two and a half. About. Yeah, you're you're, you're, so. you're going under. Yeah, I'll, I'll go under. over. I'll, I think I think if you if you're claiming it's an epidemic, epidemic, I got to say three um, at least. But in the cozy verse, I mean, maybe epidemic is, is two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it's uh, you know maybe it's the drug that uh, that uh, Friar Lawrence gave to uh, Juliet, where you know they're they're not actually dead. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll so. see. Oh, very excited. All right. What's the title again? I don't have it in front of me. Uh, the quilters push back. The quilt. So it's yeah, it's got that. It's sort of like a uh, you know. Babysitters Club type of title, or uh, you know, Bobsy Twins mystery type of thing. So, the Quilters pushback. No, it's two <laughs> words, right? Yeah, or maybe maybe back is the name of the drug. The Quilters have uh, they've decided that there's more money in drugs <laughs> than quilts, so they're they're pushing it on the corners to everyone. No one will suspect the kindly aunts and grandmas in the uh, in the quilting guild. Plant some back on them and let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Oh, oh I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I hope everyone is as excited about this as we are. I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun reading a cozy mystery. So get a, chi- a slice of cherry cheesecake. Um, you know, pull up your uh, your your grandmother's quilts that she knitted you, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get a muffin. Get a uh, a little bit of Chardonnay, and then get some ropes and swings and murder and pirate gold whatever whatever makes you cozy do that and uh, and we'll enjoy this yeah and uh you know if you're reading it with your coziest setup maybe we'll do a contest for that who who has the coziest reading setup uh with your pets 
uh, corgis if you got one. Let's uh, let's see the pics of your of your cozy mystery cozy corner. Um, oh, we, can we call uh, the the cozy things you set up? Can we call them a rig? Cozy rigs, yes. We, yes, that, right. that is how it is. We, the best cozy rig will win a prize. All right. Well, All right. well, we're looking forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye.